Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. My guest today is Marty Draper. He's the COO over at Vibonomics, and I really enjoyed my chat with him. I've known Marty for many years. This is actually the first time that we've ever talked about this kind of thing. Marty and I dove into the idea of people at work, really the kind of the concept of being human first and what that can look like. And every organization is going to be different. Ours are not perfect, uh, but it was really, really cool to kind of talk about this and and uh, just the experiences that uh, that he and I have both had. So Marty's been leading technology companies or leading in uh, uh, technology capacity for companies for for longer than I've been doing this. And his lens over the years at different companies was just fascinating to hear how things have changed over time and hopefully for the better. No one's perfect. We all make mistakes. Uh, but he's found that if you've got good intentions for people, you can build a thriving organization that cares deeply. I happen to agree. So with that, I really hope you enjoyed my chat with Marty Draper. Welcome to Behind the Product, a podcast by SEP, where we believe it takes more than a great idea to make a great product. We've been around for over 30 years, building software that matters more. And we've set out to explore the people, practices, and philosophies to try and capture what's behind great software products. So join us on this journey of conversation with the folks that bring ideas to life. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Marty, thank you for joining us, my friend. Zach, thanks for the invite. I'm glad to be here. You and I haven't sat down. Man, it's been a couple of years. I was trying to think. Of the, yeah. I believe the last time was in planning stages for this beautiful facility that you're Ooh, in here. Oh, yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. That was, yeah, that was about 18 months ago, I think. Yeah. My goodness. Well, it's good to see you, my friend. And you. And I'm really excited to talk about, because you you finally just put some simple, concise words to where my head was at for this conversation. It's really about people. And it's so important, especially right now when we think about the world that we live in and the way that I think work and business has kind of evolved, especially in the tech space. Mm, for sure. Oh, my goodness. And I'm, I'm, we're going to get into that here in a minute. So um, maybe to kind of like get us kicked off a little bit. So we had a counterpart of yours, Chris Keeney, on the show here maybe mm, six months ago or so and learned a lot about Vibonomics. Really quick, just for context, remind me a little bit about Vibonomics. Sure, sure. Vibonomics is uh, a location-based audio out-of-home advertising company that powers audio channels for retailers and giving the brands the ability to speak to the customer right at that uh, decision point of buying. Yes. So it's it's a fantastic compliment to the uh, already good in-store experience that these customers are uh, are having. And I if I remember correctly, that actually that thank you for that reminder. Uh, you guys are kind of the one of the first companies to really tap into this. You know, advertising and and music in retail spaces isn't necessarily new, but bringing true technology and innovation into that space is pretty darn new. That's right. Uh, audio out of home. So uh, digital out of home advertising, yeah. you, you're likely accustomed to whether it's a, a cab board or, or a, a billboard or something static that you might see, but audio out of home and bringing that measurement and that discipline of, of accountability to mm. the investment is really where we uh, add. Okay. That really helps because, you know, you're, you're bridging both tech because uh, you guys have a, have a, have a software platform and physical devices and so that means you've got product developers, software developers. There's a lot of people 
that have to come together to make that happen. So I'm I'm excited to dive into that. And you know, you've been around you know a little longer than me doing this for a little while, and you've been leading, I'd say, engineering and technology for quite a while. I'm not saying you know I'm not saying you're old or anything, but you, <laughs> you've been doing a little bit, little bit, a little bit longer than me. And I, I'm really interested to hear about, you know, just what you've seen and experienced over the years as as our world has kind of evolved and changed. Because it seems, you know, for me, the last couple of years has been has felt very rapid. So I'm, I'm excited to jump into that here in a minute. So Great. one of the first things I was wanting to kind of ask you about, thinking about this idea of balancing makers, so, you know, engineers, designers, product folks. Um, and then the the natural constraints and circumstances that exist for a business. How have you seen the the balance between those constraints and desires at Vibonomics? So I think uh, from the maker's standpoint, we got to remember at Vibonomics. Let me take a detour yeah, here, if yeah. I may, Zach. You got to remember at Vibonomics that yes, we do have a software platform, but we also have a second uh, business, if you will, and that's running a network of of over six thousand endpoints that ah, are our yeah. grocer and, and uh, C store retail partners. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a couple of different facets to what Vibonomics does. But to answer your question, as far as from a balance, I think it goes back to where you started off. It's all about understanding how these influences on people have changed. If you look at the last two years, which is tossed salad, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no reference or basis for, for what's happened in the last two yeah. years. But um, you can see the shift of what might be important to the employee. So I think, uh, and to our makers and to them being, uh, retaining that freedom that they enjoy. So applying that is really what we've been focused on, focused on helping them retain their freedoms. And that has a broad spectrum. Yeah. Um, but coming back to your, uh, to your question, uh, uh, it's just been tossed salad this last, yeah. this last two years. So it's really a new, uh, and, and, uh, I, I'm just using powers of observation as I can. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's challenging. I feel like sometimes because, you know, I feel like companies like ours, SCP, we, we, we've have been for, as long as I've been here, it was a few years, and I think very rooted in this when we were founded 34 years ago to be very employee centric, and that 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 feels like a, a bit of a buzzword. Like, what does that actually mean? And I think that uh, something that I've seen, you know, this company number eight for me in my career, just over over the last 17 or so years, when you're making an individual decision, so you're you're having a one-on-one conversation, you've got uh, maybe a cir- set of circumstances for one person at a company. I feel like it's easy to not be human hmm. in that moment, right? It, I feel like it's I feel like people's reactions or initial responses are to think about it from the company's perspective, not necessarily from the the human perspective. And if you're not intentional about that, it's 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 an easy trap to fall into, and it can make somebody feel less human, right? And so I, I love this idea of meeting people where they're at over the last couple of years. And I wonder, I wonder where it's going to go from here. You know, how can we carry that forward? Yeah, I think uh, uh, there was an article I was reading um, about the influences that the pandemic has had. And, and maybe pre-pandemic, it was community focused and, and what's, you know, what's happening in the community. But I think the pandemic has caused a lot of us to reassess about our 
personal fulfillment and our personal lives and our personal satisfaction and our personal fulfillment through work and through family and home. Yeah. And so that becomes a big factor when you start looking at retention or you start looking at recruitment or you start looking at how, um, you know, how to help you. a healthy employee is one who feels like they're contributing, feels like they're moving all oars rowing in the same direction. So I, I really think that that shift is is coming to to the front now. If you look yeah. at our current labor markets, if you cur- look at our current recruitment challenges, yeah, uh, or things like the Great Resignation, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like that is something I continue to continue to read about and hear about from people. It's it doesn't sound like it's slowing down anytime soon. You know, let's let's maybe talk about that a little bit because it's again super hot topic. Yeah, retention and recruitment really important. You know, I'm assuming for all industries, but I think in the tech industry, I think the gap is continuing to grow, right? There's there's more demand than it seems like there are people available, um, which is which is just hard and challenging. You know, what have you what have you guys seen work either work well, challenges that you've had over the last maybe 18 months? Uh, have you kind of navigated some of that? Yeah, since um, since the last 18 months, I think back to flexibility. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been a lot of people that are reassessing, you know, uh, their family life, the, yeah. the kiddos at home, and 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 schooling, and and these other things, and they are um, certainly influences in their decision making about their career, about their life, about um, their fulfillment in those areas. And so, the biggest thing for us has been flexibility in that yeah. arena. Yeah, describe flexibility to me because you guys are office first, similar to us, um, and. Um, I, I think it's easy for somebody to hear that. Anybody listening to the show, I'm, I'm going to try to speak into some nuance here. You know, being office first doesn't mean for us, I, I, knowing you, it doesn't mean this. You, you, okay, you're sitting at your desk from eight to five and it's, it's you know, it's very uh, autocratic and uh, old school. I'm air quoting here. You know, that that's not what that means, at least for us, right? And being office first just means we believe in being together. We think that that leads to greater outcomes, better community, better retention, quite frankly. But that doesn't mean no flexibility. That doesn't mean you can't work from home. It just means that, hey, we're office first, and and that's the first expectation. But, I mean, I've worked from home for the last two days due to snow and other things. We don't, we don't want our folks being unsafe. If you're sick, stay home. If you've got something going on with the family, stay home. If you've got a contractor at the house, stay home. All right, we've we've got we've got the ability to do things as we need to, but nine times out of ten, we want you here together, right? We want to see you, we want to interact with you. There is that vibe and and vibeonomics. Oh, nice, <laughs> <laughs> all about the vibe. Um, uh, but there is that that colloquial that that team uh, feeling that 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 we recognize is important to the work we do. We're uh, um, first and foremost an advertising company, and we're we're serving the the brands and the the advertisers and the retailers, mm-hmm. and moving those. and And that is just such a fast paced and energetic and lively team that we have there doing that. And I see it. Um, performing best when just from banter or from from uh, uh, getting the job done. Yeah. Um, so we do believe that in our business, that in-office environment is helpful to what we do. But we, we fully recognize that, that that flexibility provides them a fulfillment. So yeah. um, we, 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 we work with them on that. Right. Treat, treat them like human beings. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. That's so interesting. You know, the other thing that I think – um, I've started to have some conversations or just or really just listen into some conversations around our uh, tooling, 
you know, right? You just walking through our office, we've got a lot of whiteboards sitting around and and um, team boards that are up with tape and and dry erase markers and sticky notes. But we've also gotten used to using Miro and I mean all the the myriad of on Zoom and Trello and um, Microsoft Teams and we've pretty much used all of it because our teams can be very uh, autonomous in their decision making with our clients. But there's been a kind of a resurgence of that tactile physical work product when you're kind of working on something together. But then I've also seen continued use of some of those digital tools, and it's been this interesting. I don't want to say debate, maybe healthy debate between some folks, at least that I've, I've talked to here recently. Well, you know, that digital tool is better. Even if we're, you know, physically together in the room, let's pull it up on Miro and do that. And there's some people that are like, ah, I just can't. I'm one of these. There's something about writing with a whiteboard marker and talking <laughs> and pointing. I don't know what it is. I, I want to like draw a thing and be like, see, this is what I mean. Yeah, but isn't it great, though, how we are being pushed by this technology? Mm. So we know it's not the panacea, but we also know that it's useful and in its own right. So I love how that um, is pushing us to rethink of how we work yeah. and to have you and I sitting in a room, but we might be joined by somebody. Uh, our uh, Fiveonomics, for instance, we have about 38 employees right now. And a handful of those are in remote offices. We have ah, okay. uh, New Hampshire, uh, New Jersey, uh, California, Michigan, oh, uh, wow. Illinois. Like, all spread out. That's yes. From yeah. coast to coast. Yeah. We, and <laughs> serving, yeah. Pretty much serving our sales <laughs> offices there. I mean, uh, yeah. meeting our advertisers where they are. That's fair. But in order to um, collaborate like you're talking about, having this technology is really we couldn't have done it without it. True. It would have been true. plane seats and, and, and travel and, and yeah. just inefficiency. And, you know, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with a company called Woven here in town. So I had, had the opportunity to sit down with uh, their founder and CEO uh, last year. And I love, they're a remote first company. And this was maybe six months into the pandemic or so. Uh, being able to sit down and talk to him and ask him about this idea, like, how has the pandemic impacted you? And he made the point that, well, his hiring strategy at that point was, uh, you had to be in a city that had a direct flight to Indy because he did still believe in bringing everybody together for different periods. And at that time, they hadn't been able to do that for months. And he was noticing that like, yeah, that this has still even impacted us, even though we're remote first. So it's it's still good and it's still powerful. You can Zoom all day. It just doesn't replace that that human connection, I feel like. But it's a wonderful tool to find that flexibility to fill that gap when life happens. And it's, uh, it's, it's so good. It's a, they're, they're what I think the conclusion maybe I've come to, there is, no, there is no single answer. There's no silver bullet. It's meeting each other where you're at, you know, and trying to do the best you can in that moment. That's so cool. Have you, have you guys, I was kind of thinking around this idea of, that was a terrible way of thinking about like perk. You know, I think about some of these like stereotypical, superficial kind of fringe benefits that a lot of companies will throw at people. Um, I'm going to throw, I'm going to, I don't, not that I'm hating on free soda. I'm going to say free soda. I don't know. Uh, just as, just as a trite example, have you guys run into any of that? Tried some different things that you, I don't know, thought, oh, this might be helpful. This might be good. This might be uh, something that people value and then find out later. Okay. Well, Nobody really cares about that. There's like two people in the office that care about that one thing. Oh, well, that was a bit of a bust. You know, I haven't um, had anybody come to me and say, you know, that free soda was a <laughs> tipping point. <laughs> That's fair. But I have observed where that soda in that 
cafeteria environment or mm-hmm. in that conference room environment and and um you know those things that just relax the team and allow them to focus has been mm. you know what where productivity has come from um knowing that oh let's stop i gotta get doordash and right. and, and now it's it's more about having that prepared for them and having that uh you know removing barriers if you will yeah oh i love that i i feel like i've used that before and uh, I've never heard anybody else talk about removing <laughs> barriers. I love that. Uh, it really is, right? Because there's so many, I don't know, masks that we can put on. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we're, we're all guilty of it. I know that I have. And we're not different people just because we walked into the quote-unquote office building or walked into our house. We're the same person. We might be drawing on different skills and talents and aspects of our personalities, but we're we're the same person, right? So let's lower the barriers to be you. You know, I think uh, I agree with you. And 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 to add to that, I think one of the things is really knowing that person, mm-hmm. knowing your team. Uh, um, you know, being who doesn't want to be fully known? Yes. And and then on top of that is being fully accepted. Mm-hmm. So I, I know who you are, and being accepted is to me means I know what it is you want to achieve. Yeah. And that's always been. I've found a great way to uh, align the individual and to align your team and just just go. Yeah. I mean, you were talking old school. You know, <laughs> let's, let's go old school for a minute. You know, Drucker says, um, what is it, that um, culture eats uh, uh, strategy for breakfast. Yes, I've heard that, yes. And so when you can start building that culture, an individual at a time, mm-hmm. through through understanding where they're coming from, Providing the flexibility that they need to f- flourish, yeah, uh, and and letting them flourish not only individually but with the team, and then providing the support and barrier removal to make that happen. It's right. just kaboom! I've got a fantastic team working with me in the um, uh, under the operations side, and and to see, um, I'll just share. Uh, I'll share something yeah. that just goes right to my heart. I, I love these guys uh, for this. There was an individual who uh, had experienced a. A, a personal tragedy, and they, mm-hmm. and the way I found out about it is on on Monday mornings. This team, we we invest the time for this team to get together, and and not only is how's the weekend and how are you doing and the things that, that build that camaraderie, but also to get some business done. Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> and I call it their their chirp and chatter. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm in the office next door, and and I intentionally um, uh, avoid the meeting so yeah. that they feel free to to uh, to speak, but. Um, I hear the chirp and chatter and laughter and all this fun stuff. I come by this one day and and I saw a lot of long faces. And it was um, it was an unfortunate event for one of the team members. But then I witnessed a dozen people just rally around this guy and um, and support and love on him. And and that's because they took the time over those last umpteen weeks to yeah. to get to fully know him, to get to fully accept him, and now they can fully support him. So that's just I was torn up. I'm oh, getting man. torn up now thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's so awesome. Is the first guy I ever cry on your show here? Uh, I cry all the time. I just <laughs> usually cut it out of the show. Uh, it's the beauty of post-editing, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I, I love that story. And um, I, I, I can think of a few of those in my head that I've gotten to experience here. And I think that, you know, there's probably more of this stuff going on. We just don't hear about it a lot, yeah, you know? Yeah. You might see a post on LinkedIn 
but that, yeah, you're, you're only going to get a glimpse there. It's only going to be in dialogue and community and, and conversation that you really get the essence of some of those moments, those beautiful moments. Yeah. So what does that do, though, for, for your business? And, and I talked about alignment and, and Vibonomics has these core values that we follow. And some of it is about how we behave. And that is we, we think fast and go turbo. Other things are... are <laughs> <laughs> Love that. We... we uh, we have a, uh, a culture of trust and unity, so demonstrated in that meeting, even agile. Of yeah. course, who, who doesn't? Who, who, and who in your startup period has not at least pivoted every? Oh, every other day. Every other day, yeah. <laughs> and then, lastly, um, committing to causes. Yeah, and and I think that speaks a little bit about uh, being fully known. You know, we've got thirty-seven, thirty-eight uh, diverse individuals. Each of them uh, have heart passions, you know, that, that they want to support and us being fully part of their lives, their work life, but their passion life as well is a big thing that, that builds that team and builds the community inside Vibonomics. That's really cool. How, how do you guys, uh, how do you guys get involved in that? Like what's the, uh, tell me a little bit about the how. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Um, uh, it can be on a, a variety of platforms. Typically what we'll do is survey the team to find out what's important to you. Where do you want to invest your time? And um, then we provide the opportunity to spend that time. We do it in a couple of ways. So one of the um, flexibility options, yeah, if you will, is, yeah. is each of our employees have a day of service, a uh, paid day of service. So while the group or the community might go and, and uh, we did uh, snack kits a month ago, uh, Chris, uh, Chris Keeney's team and, and developers did, a, did snack kits. So as a group, but... Each individual also gets an opportunity to to invest eight hours of of their time paid uh, to uh, uh, if, if it's Whatever habitat, if it's yeah. the animal shelter, you know, you name yeah. it. But we that's support really things. cool. Yeah, it's I fun. love that those those service days, doing it together as a team. We we've got something similar. They're so fulfilling because you get to you you get to see a little bit of a different side. You know, thinking about different aspects of ourselves, right? We're not different people. Because you get to see a, a, a different side to somebody that you work with day in and day out when you go do those kind of things. And it's it you get to know them a little bit better. Make it even more human. I love it. Yeah, really. So you think about it, it's it's environment and and I'm jealous of yours here. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's brand new. So we're still we're still easing into it. Well, it's very thoughtful. It's it's really it's a for those of you, I wish I had time to describe it, but it's it's that's a great space. <laughs> thank but. you, thank you. So you think about the environment, so the sodas, the whatever mm-hmm. else, mm-hmm. but you also think about the investment you're making in them and, um, and the investment in time and the, in the non-work things, but the investment in the people too. We, we are focused right now and we're leading with my team on, on the development of the individual in their, obviously in their career path, Yeah. but secondly, in alignment of, of skills related to our to their job and our system yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's another way that, I, or that's the feedback I've received, um, that knowing that we're investing in them is a very positive and a very um, uh, bonding. You know, and it's not a, it, it's not a, a, a bullet point on a list of perks. It's, <laughs> it's, it's an intentional uh, way of being as a company, as a, as a leadership team, that we're going to invest in you. And that's going to look like something different for each of you because you're all going to be you're all going after something different so you can't it's not like here's the bullet point on the list of things that we do as a company we invest in you what does that mean it's like well okay let's have a conversation <laughs> let's talk about what that looks like yeah. I, I i think that's fantastic and it goes back to being human mm-hmm. 
You know, there's no silver bullet except for maybe maybe that's the uh, title of the show. No silver bullets, but <laughs> being human. I love it. So I want to touch on something uh, that I've actually only recently started kind of been exposed to. Have you seen or heard the the like theory X theory Y Douglas McGregor thing? Okay, so really quick context. I'm, I'm going to kind of read this to make sure I get it right. So thinking about theory X, it's the idea that that people don't naturally want to do great work. So you must find levers and mechanisms to kind of coerce them. Theory Y is this idea that if you set them up for success and create the right circumstances to foster them to to feel valued and, and feel cared for and feel safe, they're going to do great work. And you know, it's not there's not just these two options, right? There's it's a spectrum of of gray area. Uh, but I found that interesting because I've I've personally experienced in my 17 years across eight companies both of those, and you know even you know even in recent history there's still folks out there that are very maybe closer to the theory X side of things, and maybe there are circumstances that necessitates that I, I'm not sure, but I de- I definitely subscribe closer to the help create circumstances for people to be their best self because I think. If if somebody's in the right environment and doing something that they're passionate about, they naturally want to do do it in a great way, right? Yeah. Well, have you experienced something similar kind of in your career? Have you seen similar trajectories and nuanced differences with companies? Well, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Uh, under uh, under those eight different uh, roles, was there ever a moment where you said that I, you know, flourished under whether it was theory X or theory mm. Y? Uh, I definitely, definitely flourish over the close to the theory Y side of things. I like uh, autonomy and uh, being given the the I don't know freedom, if you want to call it that, to kind of go after what I think is right for us as a company, as long as I align to the values of where we're going as a business. Which I don't know here at SCP, I very much do, and I feel like we try to foster that as much as we can. So I I definitely am on the theory Y side of things. I would agree with you. And I think that that um, I found with the current team that we have uh, that resonates similarly with them. Yeah. Um, but you, you you landed on a couple key points as well in that you talked about alignment. Yes. Yes. And uh, alignment for the company. We're still running a company. Yeah. That, that, and, absolutely. And and nothing is, has changed about that. But, but we're looking at how we get to the end goal differently. And part of it is casting that vision and, mm. and creating that alignment. And um, I found that the practices that McGregor talks about in, in, in the theory why is with today's workforce so much more powerful than 60 years ago. Maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could yeah. distill theory accent into <laughs> some vernacular, but I won't. Uh, but, uh, you know, this is what you're going to uh-huh. do and, yes. and, and you won't change. But um, with today's workforce, I'd really think that casting that vision, mm-hmm. allowing them to flourish sharing that vision as that's the most important thing and making sure if you if i were to have a choice between investing energy in sharing a vision mm-hmm. with an employee but basically i would invest in sharing vision and, and yeah and one of the tenets of advertising uh, is called frequency Ooh, and frequency is the number of times within a time period that you hear something 
Ah, so it's not, it's kind of like maybe that drip marketing mentality. You got to hear something 13 times, but this even has a, has have, have bookends of time around it. Yes. Ah. But, but the point being is applying that thought of frequency to your casting of vision. Oh, yes. So if I have a choice between doing something else and casting vision, I'm likely to cast vision. I love that. See, I feel like that is both almost like an, an easy thing, but also an incredibly difficult thing to do well at scale. Mm. Uh, you know, I have I have I have a I have a little bit of a theory. Uh, I think that when you are trying to have a nuanced conversation or or communicate something that carries a lot of nuance to it, it's it's virtually impossible. It's not absolutely impossible. It may be very very difficult to do that at scale. It's easier to do that in a one on one conversation, right? You and I are having dialogue, but anybody listening to this right now, it's still a monologue. Because there, there's no way for them to interact in the midst of this conversation. Say, ooh, you said something that I don't know that you meant it to feel this way, but I took it this way. What did you mean by that? Like, that's an opportunity to, ooh, what I was saying was this, what I was not saying is this. And that nuance doesn't happen on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, podcasts. It's impossible. Casting vision to an entire company, even 38 people or we're 150, it's impossible to do that, right? A uh, hundred, it's uh, what is it? A hundred percent of your message will be uh, misunderstood by virtue, like by some percentage of people. I don't know what the exact saying is there. So it's both an easy thing to do, like, oh, I'm just going to tell you what's in my head or what, what, where we're going, but also an incredibly difficult thing to do. And I think that it's only gotten harder, seemingly, in the last couple of years for some, for some reason. I don't know. Maybe, uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, that's that's a great point, Zach, and and why at Vibonomics I look at our our leadership team, uh, our managers and directors and senior directors, and and of course our executive team. But yeah. I feel that they are uh, fully aligned and fully promoting. They're not yeah, just hearing; yeah. they are promoting and yeah. um, and and just moving um, Vibonomics along to to continue to expand in the retail grocer side, to continue to expand in the convenience store side. We just, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, you may have seen the, the press a few weeks ago uh, about uh, landing high V. I did. Uh, another 500 plus. Congratulations. Grocery stores, yeah. Yes. And just another foothold in, in some of the top 10 retail grocers yeah. by, by sales volume. Yeah. And uh, so it's just, that diligence pays off. Our leaders are focused on on that, on expanding our network. Our leaders are focused on providing excellent service to our not only our advertisers but to our partners in the store as well which is you know with Kroger and, and the 2500 stores that we have there and and now the 500 uh, high V's plus mm-hmm. the additional 3000 uh, convenience store and, and and smaller grocery chains that we yeah. service as well so that's that's so cool and it, those two concepts are not in conflict with each other but I feel like some people will will create the conflict because I don't know, maybe fear, misunderstanding. I'm not sure what it is. The the a company can move forward and you can care for people at the same time. And I think you and I are, are aligned in this thinking here that that actually leads to better outcomes when when you don't conflate or try to create conflict out of those things. Yeah, you know, I can't. You know, we're we're a tech company. We build software products. If somebody wants to be a painter. You know, like, okay, uh, you're going to have to go to art school and, and start 
start painting. That's not something that that we can do as a company. So I can't, you know, hire you as an artisan painter. But that's great that you want to be that. There are avenues in which to do that. So there's, you know, there are, uh, I guess, some hyper extreme uh, uh, examples of where it doesn't work. But uh, I think generally speaking, you know, if somebody has a as a something new that they want to try as a software engineer, as a product manager, hey, I read about this thing, I went to this conference, I. Uh, heard this podcast, I think we could apply the great, go try it, go see how it works. Maybe, maybe it's the next thing that, that innovates, uh, uh, how we do what we do. Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's got to align somehow. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Now I was thinking oh. about variety and, and, uh, to your point, you don't know what's around the corner, but we have stand-up comics in house. We have gamers in house. We have <laughs> yes. uh, artists in house. We have yes. and all these adding to their perspectives and 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 the ability to 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 tell that message and and creatively tell that message, moving us forward. Yeah, I love that. That's really cool. Yeah, I love hearing about hobbies. You know, we've got a ton of folks that are into you know from three D printing and uh, home remodeling all the way out to performing in musicals here locally in town. And I, I love seeing how those things kind of come out a little bit here at the office and getting to hear about those things because randomly those hobbies or talents sometimes sometimes come as a, as a, as a value to some project or thing that we have going on. It's like, oh, I didn't know that you could do that. Yes, we need some voiceover work or whatever it might be. I'd say every time it just yeah. may not, it, it may be a latent, you there know, you go. wait yes. for it, wait for it. Boom. <laughs> I did not see that coming. But yeah, I think every time the skills and, and interests that people bring mm-hmm. are almost every time a positive contribution to. to I love goal. that. Okay. So yeah, as a wrap up, I got one last question for you. Shoot. I'm going to, I'm, I want to see if you can give one piece of advice to anybody listening on because again, we I think we talked about this. There's no silver bullets. There's no there's no playbook. Here's the playbook, right? That that doesn't or here's the play that you can run. Here's the prescription that doesn't exist. There's hundreds of ways that you can uh, meet people where they're at, where you can uh, foster great culture that eats strategy for breakfast. Uh, <laughs> there's a number of things that you can do, but you know what's one thing that you have found successful that you feel like uh, anybody that's really trying to move the needle in that area of people. Uh, that they should start thinking about, Zach. That's a that's a great question, and uh, we were already out of time. <laughs> <laughs> that's a hard question. And that is a hard question. I'm, but I'm, the, I'm asking it selfishly, <laughs> <laughs> Zach. I think that the one thing to that I've found to be successful is is that investment in the person, getting mm. getting them uh, to fully know them, uh, accepting them, and then supporting them. I love that. I think that was where you're going to get the most out of your talent that mm-hmm. sits in your building or sits on the other end of that Zoom call yeah. and and moves that needle for your business. Um, those those traits that they bring in and aligning them with your business uh, are going to be the success that that uh, that you want. And it starts with knowing who they are. Yeah, it doesn't start with knowing what they do. Yeah, I love that. Well, Marty, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, this was this was a super fun conversation, and uh, I love to geek out about people. Oh, Zach, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for the invite. Thank you. Thank you.